Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. As an educator, you've been leading students to grow, learn, and achieve for years. Take your passion to the next level by earning your doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Become a change agent and help identify emerging trends in K-12 education. Develop innovative solutions and make measured improvements. What do you think making a difference in education looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next edition of Two Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub from the beautiful Attention Era Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon Provan, the week. It's nearly done. It's a Thursday edition of Two Up Front, episode 67. My goodness, I feel like we just started yesterday. Doesn't it feel like it some days? It does. It really does. But, man, I'm excited, Baxter. Two days a week now, going live. Great guest including the next one that we're going to have lined up yeah. here very soon. No, you're absolutely right about that one. We have a great show in store for you today. We'll be joined in just a few minutes, actually, by Portland Thorns' Catherine Reynolds uh, in our first segment, which is very untraditional of our show sometimes. But uh, she is that old thing called training she has to get to because she's got a huge game to play this weekend before they go to the, the playoffs and all that fun stuff. So we'll get to her in just a moment. But we want to remind all of you, of course, you can listen to us on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time, live right here on Spreaker.com, and you can get the show anytime by going to our website, 2upfrontsoccer.com, and on demand on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Vavil USA, and the Sports Podcasting Network as well. Of course, you can also find us on Facebook, 2upfront. Find us on Twitter. Baxter's been real busy with the 2upfront account. Make Trying sure you to check be. it out, at 2upfrontsoccer. Tweety tweet. Tweety tweet, and uh, of course, our own Twitter handles, at Simon Provan, at Baxter Colburn. All right, Simon, are you ready for our first guest? I am so excited, Baxter. You know why. Yeah, I know exactly why you're excited, because it's somebody from the Seattle Rain. No, that's not it. It's somebody <laughs> from the Portland Thorns. We have Catherine Reynolds of the Portland Thorns, and she joins us on the program now. Uh, I have to say good morning to you, Catherine, because it's your two hours behind us and while we enter the <laughs> afternoon time period. So hi, how you doing, Catherine? And welcome to Two Up Front. Thank you. Good morning and good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have you here on the program, Catherine. Uh, it's, a, it's a big time. Uh, it's an exciting time, of course, to be in Portland uh, with only one game left uh, in regular season play. Does it feel like the season just started? Because I feel like NWSL just kicked off last week, and now you just have one game left, and then it's the playoffs all of a sudden. It's, it's, it's crazy how fast the season has gone by, I feel like. Yeah, that's funny. I was just actually talking to my roommate on the way to training this morning about how it just feels like yesterday that we were moving in and getting settled in and how it's flown by. <laughs> and in a good way, though, I feel like. I mean, with the amount of success that your team has had this season compared to last season, I feel like you probably are happy that it's gone by, but in a good way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just hard to believe that it's the last game of the season, but it, it's been a great season, so definitely. Well, Catherine, speaking of the last season, I'd love to just jump into it here. Obviously, this last game you got against Sky Blue FC on Sunday Big game for you guys. Not only does it determine playoff seedings, but 
you guys could be walking away with the regular season championship. So to start out here, first question is, if, if you're looking at this purely from a playoff point of view, do the number one and number two seeds really matter since you're going to be at home anyways? Um, you know, there's a lot of things. like other, Besides just our game this weekend, there's other games that are happening. So we don't really know what the situation is going to be. And I think we just need to go into the game knowing that we need to play our best. And um, I, I think that whatever is meant to be will happen. And um, it'd be great to get the regular regular season championship. But um, if it doesn't work out that way, then we still have a home playoff game and it, it's fine. You know, I think we can't, it's not all in our control right now. Well, and that's interesting too, because when you go into your game on Sunday, you'll already know what you're looking at because Chicago and Washington play the day before you uh, at 8 PM Eastern time. So you'll know exactly what you're looking at. You'll, you will either have a, a clear shot uh, to potentially take the league title or you'll be like, well, second place is a lovely time. Cause that's, you know, Washington may have won or whatever they may, may end up doing. So, are you going to be watching the Washington game, or is Coach kind of giving you guys strict instructions not to even not even bother with it, just focus on the game that you guys have to take place when you take on Sky Blue? Um, he hasn't really given any instruction on that. I mean, I would definitely be interested in watching, um, but, I mean, we will be in New Jersey and preparing for the game, so if it doesn't work out to watch, then I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think that no matter what, we're going to prepare for the game the same way we we're getting ready for playoffs, so we need to make sure we're in our best form. And um, no matter if we're first or second, we need to be ready for the next weekend. So I think I think we're going to be preparing the same no matter what happens on Saturday. Yeah, for those following along with the NWSL, which, of course, we here at Two Up Front do uh, a lot. Uh, Some wa- might say religiously. <laughs> right. Washington Spirit at 39 points, Portland Thorns at 38 points. Heading into the last weekend of the season, Washington draws or loses and, and Portland wins. Portland wins the regular season crown, so a lot on the line, which makes this league so exciting. Uh, Catherine, I kind of like to move out of the the, the league itself and, and talk just a little bit about your personal life. You know, Baxter's always giving me a hard time when we have players on from other teams. <laughs> about uh, you know, Come on I'm, now. I... I, I Unashamedly, I'm going to tell you, I'm cheering for the Thorns. I'm a PTFC guy. I've been for about five <laughs> years P- in both both forms of PTFC, by the way, which I love. I get to cover it all with one little hashtag. Must be nice. <laughs> but I do, I do have to ask you, you grew up in Seattle. Uh, you've played all over the world. And now you're in Portland. When, when you got the call that you were traded to Portland, was it kind of like a, oh, no, I'm going to Portland? <laughs> <laughs> No, actually quite the opposite. I um, have been trying to get back to the West Coast for a while now. I mean, I've, I really enjoyed my experience in D.C. and all the other teams that I've played for, but um, the Pacific Northwest is home, and this is where my family is. And uh, when I had the opportunity to come here, I was obviously really excited not only to be closer to my family, but because of this organization. I, I think it's a dream come true to play for an organization like the Portland Thorns. And it, I mean, it's definitely how I imagined and um, I'm just so happy to be here. 
Well, and taking this a step further, as I mentioned, uh, you've, you've played in western New York and Rochester. You've played in Philadelphia and Atlanta in the old WPS. You've played in Australia <laughs> and Germany. Uh, pretty awesome life. <laughs> oh, we've got an Aussie on our hands, Simon? Uh, another one, yes. My <laughs> gosh. Everybody goes to Australia. Simon just got loaned their neck for this upcoming season. He's very excited. <laughs> I think I'm on the bench, though, for oh, the season. Oh, well, hey, you've got to start <laughs> but, somewhere. But I, I do have to ask you, Catherine, how do you... You obviously do adjust because you go to the, all these places and you play all the time. But, but what do you do to adjust, to adapt so quickly to all these different markets and different clubs? Um, I think like that's part of the excitement of what we do is um, we get to see and experience so many different um, parts of the country and the world. And that's I love traveling and I love just experiencing new things. And um, I think that if you kind of have the mindset of this is a good thing and this is going to help me in my future, just being able to adapt to different situations. Um, I think that you can kind of enjoy that kind of lifestyle. It's not for everyone, but um, it's something that I really enjoyed about the past seven years is I've gotten to live all over the world and meet people from all over the world and have very unique experiences. And it's something that I'm really thankful for. Talking with Catherine Reynolds on the shopfutsal.com line here on Two Up Front. Catherine, you obviously have a good relationship with head coach Mark Parsons. You guys were together <laughs> in Washington, and then uh, he decided to trade for you as well, too. Was, was there any conversations had when he left town that uh, he was like, hey, if I go to another team and we need a, a player at your position, I'm going to try to get you? Um, not any conversations like that, but I think... Back to when I first got traded to D.C. from Western New York, I think he knew that I was a little surprised to end up in D.C. because I was hoping to go back to the West Coast. So I think Mark always knew that I would love to get back to the West Coast if, um, if possible, and I'm thankful that he made that work out for me. <laughs> and it's worked out for you so far, I feel like. I mean, you've appeared in 19 games so far this season, which obviously is a, is a testament not only to your skill, but also to the relationship that you have with the coach as well, that we've had players on on the show in the past that might be exceptional players, but sometimes don't always see eye-to-eye with the coach potentially and don't always get those minutes. As, as you stand on the field, as you survey the players around you, let's, let's be frank about it. Portland has one of, if not the best teams in all of the league because they have so many diverse international and domestic talented players. What's it like for you when you kind of look around and you say, wow, there's Christine Sinclair, there's Henri, there's all of these <laughs> exceptional Heath. players. Yeah, Tobin Heath, among others. Like The list could go on and on. And you get to be a part of something like this. Yeah, I mean... Every day at training, I'm like, wow, like, you know, watching Tobin do something crazy or, you know, Honoree making great passes, Allie Long. Yeah, there's so many great players on this team, and it just makes everyone else better, and practices are so intense and high quality, and I think that shows in the games. And I think it's also a testament to Mark, who's been able to bring us all together i mean they've been in and out of portland all season and um you know when they come back it's like they never left so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's like i said it's been an amazing year and i'm glad that i've been able to contribute and play with all these amazing players as a Thorns fan, I completely agree with you. It's great to have you on the team, and uh, great to have you on two up front, Catherine. Unfortunately, we got to let you go. Unfortunately for us, fortunately <laughs> for you, that means you got some training to uh, prepare for. <laughs> so, thanks so much for coming on two up front. 
Thank you. Thanks for being a Portland Thorns fan. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I'm a Dash fan, by the way, but that's irrelevant to the conversation. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Catherine. We wish you the very best of luck this weekend and in the playoffs. And we, uh, we hope to have you back on the program again sometime to, to check in about uh, not only playing career, but life as, as a whole as well, okay? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. There goes Catherine Reynolds on the shopfutsal.com line. From the Portland Thorns, we are going to run to a break. When we come back, the NASL, they're doing some things and stuff, Simon, that we need to talk about. And no Iceland in FIFA 17? What? We'll talk about that as well. We'll be back with more. It's 2 Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub, right after this. It's Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub, here from the Attention Era Media Studios in cloudy, but still beautiful downtown Milwaukee. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Simon Provan. We were just joined in our last segment by Portland Thorns defender Catherine Reynolds. Just a, just a wonderful person to have on the program as a whole, I feel like. Yeah, it was... It was it was absolutely wonderful to... Uh, we talked to Mark Parsons, of course, on the show, the head coach yeah. of the Thorns, and we've been working all season to get a Thorns player on, and what a great thing that when we finally land one, Baxter, it's right before the final weekend mm. when Portland's fighting for that supporter shield. And it's a big it's a big thing, obviously, as you mentioned. So we, um, we're in the process as well, too. We can, we can say this because it's actually officially happening. We are in the process of having all four of whoever the four playoff coaches end up being. We know who three out of the four are so far. Um, having all four of those coaches on the program here in the next uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, we do have confirmed already Jim Gabara and uh, Coach Rory as well from the Chicago Red Stars. So those interviews will be coming up. Coach Gabara will be on Tuesday uh, next week, so you're not going to want to miss that interview. And I do believe I don't have the schedule in front of me. Coach Rory of Chicago will be on, I believe, on Thursday. So we've got some big stuff coming up for you. We've got some other good hometown spotlights things as well coming up for you as well. We next do, week. yeah. Next Thursday, uh, we're still working on a confirmation, but we. We will have um, Giuliano. How do you say his last Olivier? name? Olivier. I, I like I like to let the Italian Giuliano Olivier. Anyway, head coach of the Milwaukee Wave. Uh, we're looking to have him on next Thursday yes. as well. And that's the first time we'll have somebody from the Wave represented on the show as mm-hmm. well. Exactly. We had Ian Bennett on in the past, but he was kind. Of, he's a multi dimensional player for a couple of teams so we can't call it true 100 percent. so all right we've got to move into our kick around because there are some things happening 
Well, it depends on the order. What order do you want to go in, Simon? There's three big things we want to talk about. Yeah, let's let's go with how we have them listed. NASL, Iceland, and then people can listen to what the third segment is. Okay, Or not enough. segment, but third the topic. third topic is. So, if you haven't heard, NASL, according to Sports Illustrated and a lot of other places, NASL, uh, it faces a major shakeup, uh, the potential demise, people are calling it, and impending exits as well among financial distress. It seems like what was supposed to be that rival league to MLS is somewhat starting to fall apart at the seams. Well, it, it is, and uh, it's a lot of teams that are exiting. Of course, you've got Minnesota going to MLS. You have other teams. I don't have them in front of me here, but you have other teams talking about jumping down. The Ottawa Fury and Tampa Bay Rowdies are going to USL. USL, because, and this is this is what's interesting, Baxter, they, they both have MLS aspirations, mm. and so they feel that if they get into USL, that'll help them get up to MLS, which you can kind of understand with the relationship that yeah. USL and MLS have now. Exactly. No, I completely agree with you on that one. It's, uh, it's very interesting why something like this is happening. And I'm curious, though, with Ottawa and with Tampa, what does that look like? Does that, does that work well in, in favor of, of MLS, if those two teams were to join? I've got mixed feelings about Tampa Bay, and here's why. We, we've had a history of thought we were having uh, the technical difficulty monster so if you, I will say, if you heard any language in the background, gently apologize. Uh, we're just going to keep moving on. Let's forget That's that ever safe happened. Play. I'm sorry about that. Oh my goodness. Uh, he, <laughs> Baxter likes to remind me that he's the producer of the show. Uh, so just, anyways, no, not today. We're looking for a producer, maybe if you want to come and just take some no, of these things no, off no, our no. hands. Hey, nobody's perfect, Baxter. Especially <laughs> it's you. Water. Um, <laughs> anyways, Tampa Bay, I have mixed feelings because there was the Tampa Bay Mutiny. They were one of the original yeah. teams in MLS, one of the original 10, and they, have to be, they had to be folded because people weren't showing up. Mm-hmm. Same thing though with the Miami Fusion. Not an original team, but one of the first expansion teams also had to be shot down. And you know, I've not been a big fan of this movement by Beckham and Don Garber to have that what MLS movement? Miami there's team. No, there's nothing. There's no That's movement. That's a great point. That's the, 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 only, <laughs> the only movement that is there is no, 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 no from the exactly. Miami City Council. Even though Miami was all on board with it to begin with, they're like, oh yeah, absolutely, let's get it going, we're all behind you, let's have a nice press conference, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, you can't build your stadium here. No, no, exactly. It's, just, right. it's not going anywhere. And then thoughts about Ottawa, I think it's a non-starter right now. Hmm? Don Garber came out and said on TSN TV, that's ESPN's Canadian channel, basically, yes. uh, hey. during one of the halftime interviews he had, which you know, we saw through the MLS Live package, which MLS Live, if you want to sponsor us too. Anyways, uh, Don Garber said we're not expanding anymore into Canada. He's not focused on that. He's focused yeah. on expanding more markets. So Ottawa might want to get that that uh, that memo at some point, right? But at we know with enough money, though, we know that Don can change his mind. Well, and at, exactly, and at the same time. The USL right now looks to be like a more stable league. And, of course, for us being on the outside, let's be fair. We don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is that next year or the year after, NASL could be down to six teams. If that happens, if I remember this correctly, in order to be a sanctioned Division Two league, you need a minimum of eight teams. So that's where people are saying, this is not good for NASL. I don't know why you would want to be a part of a league like this at this point. Well, it's, it is interesting, isn't it, that it's there. They've come out and said, we're here to challenge MLS. Not like this. You no, have to you have can't. teams stay. You have you to have, have, teams, to have stay. teams Well, and along with that, too, they, I will say they've pulled out of their litigation against U.S. soccer. They, they have said, you know, basically that they made a mistake with that. They need to have a good relationship with U.S. soccer, mm-hmm. that they're no longer trying to sue them, but they're trying to work with them and trying to mend some bridges, which that's a smart move. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you on that one. I mean, it's, it's good to see that NASL has kind of realized. They've almost... 
they were they were the little brother that was trying to to overthrow be like look i'm bigger than you i'm stronger than you and then mls is like look we're established we know what's going on you guys continue to have struggles and the the tv packages if you want to call them that with bn sports and cbs sports and all that stuff are great and all but how many i would really like to see the data for how many people actually watch an nasl game on tv probably not that many no not that many at the same time you know mls has struggled uh through the years with their TV ratings. Although, yep. I don't know if you saw this, Baxter. It was mm-hmm. tweeted out about 1.2 million people watching the regular season game mm-hmm. on Fox this past Sunday. Yes. Yep, that was a great TF- number to see. TFC, Red Bulls, and I forget, Sporting LA was what was right, the, the right. two games. So, great and, numbers. And people are saying, well, that's only because it was preempted by, by the NFL. NFL. Okay, great. Well, I'll be that's honest. Smart as, as, as an NFL fan, I turned on Fox, and I was like, I wonder what games on. Packers don't play till later. And I was like, wait a minute. Why is soccer on? I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Like, it threw me off because sure, I was sure. like, this isn't right. This isn't what's supposed to be happening on a Sunday. But it was kind of cool, though. It, it, I actually stood there and watched a little bit of TFC Red Bulls for Well, a while. and it, to me, it's smart programming. That's how you get more fans. Sometimes yeah. you got to surprise them and they go, oh, you know, I, I am sure there are people who have never heard of MLS that tuned in and, wait, and said, wait, w- what is this? And perhaps they tuned in long enough to learn that we have a Division One soccer league. I hope in so. In this country. Is, now, I, I'm curious, is 1.2 million people enough? Is that, is, that, is that a good number or a bad number? Because I've heard mixed reviews about it. Well, considering MLS's ratings before that game, that's the best rating they've had in 12 years. Mm. So in that respect, it's a good number. I would agree. I want to just make one really fast thing because I just saw this on Twitter. FC Cincinnati has claimed that they have sold 10,000 stick- tickets for their playoff match they've got coming up. That's the 16th straight match where they've sold 10,000 or more tickets. I think that's remarkable. It, I just it, to toss it, it is remarkable, fast. and I think we're almost getting beyond the point where we, we can stop saying, yeah, but this is season one because plenty of USL teams keep selling They're massive doing it right. Sacramento Republic. They're, yeah. g- they're going to be an MLS. They have to be. They just uh, There's no question about it. They absolutely have to be. Okay, let's look at the other two things quick here before we run out of time in this Skull. segment. Skull! Exactly. Um, Iceland, for those of you that play FIFA and are excited to play with them in FIFA 17, you will not get to because apparently FIFA and the cost, I think the, the federations have to pay a certain amount of money to be involved or something like that. I've heard the number 15,000 tossed around. I know what it is. Is it okay? Yes, what is it's, the official? It's, it's that FIFA pays the federations to 15, be in. Okay, to and be a so part of it. so they've only offered Iceland $15,000 when they've offered other federations massive amounts of money. I was going to say money. probably millions and millions of dollars. So I, I, which is hard because you would like to play, a lot of the, the Iceland players play for mildly good clubs around the world. So why not be able to play with well, Iceland? And it's exciting too that some of them are part-time players. Wouldn't you yeah. want to play that on FIFA as well? I think that I mean, would be, be kind of cool, yeah. Especially if you're, a, if you're a person who can dominate on FIFA, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I haven't played FIFA in about five years. I'm not that good either. But but it'd be fun to say, hey, I'm, I'm playing with uh, Joe Plummer here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joe the Plumber uh, playing in goal, and my manager is a lawyer or part-time or whatever, whatever he does. So people that are fans of Iceland are a little... Little up and up and fits about it, and they were that was I would have been cool too because FIFA prides itself on being realistic, and it would have been cool to kind of see the the Viking chant or the Viking clap. Yeah, what I don't know is why they've only offered fifteen thousand dollars. I'm sure there's articles that cover that uh, and sure the exact numbers that other federations are offered, but you do got to think that's pretty darn low. Exactly. Uh, one other thing we want to talk about here in the kick around um, is Tottenham. We don't go to the Premier League very often, but we want to talk about a player for Tottenham because he's got American ties. It's Cameron Carter Vickers the 18-year-old he played. I believe he played 90 minutes last night for, for Tottenham. I do believe so, Baxter. And it was a... Now, granted, they were playing a very low division Some team. Some bar league the team Gills, or something. Yeah. That they beat 5 nothing, mm-hmm. but 
but Carmen Carter Vickers had a fantastic game. People were talking about him on the radio today. And, and yeah, you don't want to put too much into one game, but uh, there were a couple of people talking about how he was involved in every positive thing that happened in the back. Which now, is what you want. And you look at the U.S. national team, one of the things we keep talking about is the defensive players. Yeah. They need more depth there. The inability to, uh, to be consistent, or the, the, even right. the starting back line as a whole. So you do hope... Jurgen Klinsmann, if he hasn't watched that game, will go back and watch mm-hmm. it and give this young guy, he's only 18 years old, give him a call-up. Uh, it, it, at he's least, a part of the youth system. I know that for a fact. Absolutely. And it does give you it gives you hope for the future. you got exactly. Christian Pulisic, who's just turned 18. Yep. Carmen Carter Vickers, Cameron Carter Vickers just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more that we haven't been seeing from this, from this youth cycle. Okay, so these players haven't been able to play in the Olympics, but they're playing on good teams across the pond. Yeah, I'd agree That's with you on that positive. one, too. One other final note, uh, Fabian Johnson scored for his he club did, as yes. well, too. So yes. he's had another, he was another guy that had a really good Champions League and now scored in league play for Bundesliga. I finally got to watch some Bundesliga oh, yesterday. Okay. I watched the Bayern Munich game, and I have to say, Robin, Robin, Brian Robin. First time he's played since March, Mm. I believe. And uh, interesting that the first thing I saw him do was dive in the box. (laughs) Some things never change. All right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we've got some more NWSL, U.S. Women's National Team news, notes, etc. The playoffs are right around the corner. As we mentioned, we'll take a look at some of the games that are coming up and do so much more. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Back right after this. It's Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub here at the Attention Air Media Studios. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan, moving on with the program. Had a great show so far. Joining us in our first segment was Catherine Reynolds of the Portland Thorns, which made Simon exceptionally happy to finally have a Thorns player on the program, which is always good. She was a good interview. She was a lot of fun to talk to, and you can definitely tell that she's... uh, She's a team player. She's very excited and very, I think, almost awestruck at times with the players surrounding her at Portland as well. Yeah, you're, the only way, I mean, even just from listening to her, but you just look at her career, like we said, she's played in the women's Bundesliga, the Frau, Frau Bundesliga. 
uh, Australian League. Uh, she's been playing the in the States. Obviously, Mark Parsons loves having her on the team. You mentioned that she was, you know, with the Washington Spirit. Yeah. Got traded for Portland after Mark went there. Um, I- I'm excited about this weekend, Baxter, and, and I'm not just saying that because of where the Thorns are. I mean, obviously, that adds to it, but it'll be great to see what Washington done as well. Uh, Washington does. Well, I, maybe I should say Washington done as well because that's huh. what it's all about. It's all about Crystal Dunn for the Washington Spirit. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. So looking at it, Saturday, you have, you have three games to choose from. Uh, you can kind of time it appropriately to catch every single game at some point in its entirety. Uh, Orlando opens up against FC Kansas City. Neither of those teams have any playoff implications. They're just fighting for table spots. Boston is the team that we need to keep an eye on because they play Western New York Flash. And looking, looking to be the spoiler. They're looking to be the spoiler. We'll have to see if our gal Rachel Wood gets on the field and uh, cracks a, an upper 90 shot to win the game or something. By the way, I'm so thankful that she already knows I'm a Thorns fan and how I got to be a Thorns fan yes. because I don't want to go through what you went through on the uh, show a couple <laughs> of weeks ago when she was on. I did tweet that out this morning. If anybody wants to go and follow me at Baxter Colburn, I, I, for my throwback Thursday, I think I said it was hashtag, uh, throwback Thursday to the one time I think Rachel Wood, I don't know, it, it was bad. Either way, they'll go back and listen to it if you are about that life i said yeah throwback thursday to win rachel wood and i became lifelong friends slash enemies and then she called us frenemies so we are frenemies for life apparently according to rachel wood anyway boston they play western new york flash who we've had players on the show on before sabrina d'angelo adriana leone when she was still with the team sam mewis among others um so we'll have to we'll have to see what takes place with western new york flash chicago they take on washington which i think is almost a bigger game than Boston as a whole, because this could end up being a series right away again. Absolutely, yeah. No, I think it is, and it's it's one of those that you you have to handle so carefully because if you do meet in the playoffs, you don't want to show all your cards a game right yeah. before the playoffs because, let's face it, this game is big, but we already know Washington's at home. Chicago knows they're going to have to travel. Mm-hmm. So, this again, it goes back to how much do the seedings really matter at this point? Not much, and other, other than who you're going to end up playing. And you know the way the soccer gods like to work. Western New York Flash is going to lose, and Seattle's going to win, and it's going to be Seattle-Portland the first round. It's going to work out that way. That's just how the soccer gods go. That's how the media world somehow construes it. You know, this is what's so funny about the NWSL. Yes, I'm first and foremost a Thorns fan, Baxter, but... Uh, as we talked about, I really enjoy talking to the players from the rain, so yeah. I'd love to see Portland and Seattle play. Uh, at the same time, you know, we've had Jess McDonald on the show, yep. uh, plenty of other players from the Western New York Flash. Paul Riley, the coach. So it's it's really a matter of, I think it truly is, I want to see the Porns win outright, but I want to just see some really good NWSL soccer And this I think weekend. we will see that, too. Um, on Sunday, you're going to get some really good games as well. Sky Blue takes on Portland, and then Houston Dash and Seattle. That game's on Fox Sports 1, which is a great great thing. You'll see Carly Lloyd versus Megan Rapino at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. So go and catch that match if you've got some free time. Interesting, too. Carly Lloyd just comes out with her book and, and comes reveals, out on reveals some uh, very intriguing things about the relationship with her parents. You yes. Got, and then, of course, you have Megan Rapino kneeling and, and causing some consternation. Uh, as well as inspiration, a, a mixture of those. It's interesting how a few months ago we were we were talking about, or the the public was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how can the women's national team remain more relevant in between World Cups by doing controversial Olympics? things? And That's I guess they, they found relevant. the answer. <laughs> so but, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this, Simon: If Megan Rapino does not get punished at all by U.S. Soccer, what does that say about U.S. Soccer? I think. Um, Boy, it's hard to answer that question, Baxter, because I think U.S. soccer made a mistake in calling her up in the first place if they didn't want this because they knew. She told them, 
I'm going to kneel. The, that was well published. They were having that conversation. Um, I, I, you know, I, I actually was on uh, Eric Winalda's show, mm-hmm. WTF on Sirius XM, and, and him and I had a long. Now I'm making it sound like I was invited on the show. I called in, but <laughs> Eric Winalda, it, 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 it worked yeah. out great. We we had about a 10 minute conversation about this, and all I said was, "She wants to do it for a club. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But when you're re- representing the red, white, and blue with that jersey on, it's a different story." And I likened it to. And some people took this the wrong way, but, you know, during the Vietnam War, you had those conscientious objectors who Mm. didn't fight for the U.S. on on those grounds. And I think Megan Rapinoe would have made a bigger statement letting the game go on. First of all, I think it it was disrespectful to Heather O'Reilly to have that overshadow that game. I think that was a foolish move, yes. Uh, But I think Megan Rapinoe makes a bigger statement by saying, letting the game happen, showing that she's respectful of her teammate, and then saying, you know what, I was called up to this, but I don't feel right representing this country right now, so I had to turn down the call-up. She wanted the the paycheck, though. Because they, they get paid, sure. they get paid if they win the games, and they're like, oh, we're playing. Right. They play Thailand but, or something like that. Like, and so and so, therefore, it becomes more disingenuous. Exactly. You know. So, I, ultimately, a conversation needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But but the problem that we keep running into is we keep talking about the people who want the conversation to happen instead of having a conversation. Exactly. No, I, I completely agree with you on that one. There's a lot of different factors that you can look at when it comes to the whole Megan Rapinoe thing. Uh, it's it's one of those questions too that if she does. You know, I, I, does she become a Hall of Famer at some point? Because she's had, a, aside from this moment, she's had a fairly exceptional career. She's done incredible things for U.S. soccer again and again and again and again. But does an event like this tarnish who Megan Rapinoe is? Depending on what the outcome of this conversation well, is. Well, I think the answer is for some people, yes. For some people, no. You yes. know, and that's what I'm saying. This this mixture of inspiration and consternation is, is mm-hmm. what's going on with the Rapinoe thing. And unfortunately... It's not helping, ultimately, and when I say this, it's not helping the NWSL because nobody's nobody's linking the team names with Megan Rapinoe. No. You had mentioned that when she took that kneel down at the Washington Spirit game, yep. even a Washington newspaper had said, a player on the Washington team. Well, <laughs> you know? no, no, DC, a DC soccer team there you go. plays anthem early. Oh, that's what it was, yeah, right, when to, the anthem was yeah. played. Right, right. Not even the Washington Spirit nope, plays it early. Just or, DC soccer team. Yeah, so... Which is another conversation about women's soccer as a whole. So I'm, I'm going to ask you this, too, because we have three minutes here before we go to break, and I'm, I'm curious I to I like know, this, being put on the spot. I'm curious this to know your thoughts and uh, about my thoughts here as well, too, about it. But you, if you're NWSL, you're, you're one week away from finishing your fourth regular season, if I'm correct about that. Are you at a place where, number one, expansion is a good thing, and number two, are you stable? Are you stable enough to continue? Not even if you don't even expand. You don't have to expand. You've got a great 10-team league. Where are you if you're NWSL? Do you feel good about it where you are as a league as a whole? I think if you're NWSL, you've made it further than any other women's professional yeah. league ever has. Are they stable? I don't know. I don't know what the books say, and they don't talk numbers very much. Uh, but they are backed by U.S. Soccer and the, and the CSA, the Canadian Soccer Association. Yeah. So in that respect, they're stable. As far as expansion, I think if, if you do it smart and, and you, you know, LAFC is talking about having a women's yeah. team, they first got to get off the ground, uh, period. But they're doing everything right at LAFC. And if you're expanding the right markets, it makes the league even more stable. That's, what, that's what's happened with MLS. I agree. You know, when they shut down Miami and Tampa Bay, people were freaking out. But that was the best move because it took two very unstable teams out. Then they shut down Chivas USA just 
two or three years ago. Three years, uh, I think. Great now. move as well, because not only was that franchise financially unstable, but it was just a mess, the administration of the club. Exactly. So you got to make those big sacrifices. But then you look at teams that have come in that have really stabilized MLS. Toronto FC. Yes, the Seattle Sounders. Of course, the Portland Timbers. Yeah. Uh, and then other teams have piggybacked off of that. We've seen Sporting Kansas City grow immensely, selling out game after game after game, when before they couldn't get over 8,000 people mm-hmm. to a game. So, yeah, expansion, if you do it the right way, it actually brings more stability to the league. Yeah, and I would agree with you on that one, too. And you look at the way NWSL is set up, you look at all the teams in the league right now, if you had to pick one to potentially say, yeah, maybe they should go away, or yeah, maybe they should get moved, I think a lot of people would gravitate towards Sky Blue or Boston. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, like, that's the honest truth. Look at yeah, Sky no, Blue. I, I get what you're saying. Sky Blue has had 17,000 people walk through the door for home games this year. They average Total. a little under 2,000 people a game. That's it. That's not... You can't sell that. No. I don't care how good of a product you have if you're Sky Blue. You can't sell that. No, but I don't know if it means giving the team a different location or... And I, I have had heard, read little rumors that that may happen, but mm-hmm. you got to work on a better grassroots marketing campaign is what it gets down to. Yeah, I mean, we've seen teams live and die on social media. That's just the nature of the business. Why is Portland, why is Orlando so popular? Because they are having their players. Number one, they have the marketable players on their team. Right. You've got Alex Morgan on your franchise. You've got Megan Rapinoe, Christine Sinclair, some of the biggest names in U.S. and Canadian soccer. You're going to obviously draw. I mean, look at it. Portland. They have, uh, for home games, they have 169,000 people that have come well, yeah, to home what, games. What, what, they, what they can sell for tickets in one game is what Sky Blue has done all season long. Exactly. Which is it's concerning. I think it is in, concerning, in absolutely. And I, yeah. I've heard rumors, too, about Boston potentially being relocated as well, too, but nobody really fully knows. I feel like at this point, we've heard Carolinas, we've heard LAFC, but LAFC would be their own brand new entity, which I wouldn't be surprised if Mia Hamm was like, I'll coach. I right, think that would be absolutely. fun. I think yeah. that would be kind of fun if she did, honestly. But it's it's just interesting to look at how some of these teams, even Chicago, who is you know one of the best teams in the league this year, they've only had twenty six thousand people come to their home games this year. Chicago, in and of itself, though, is for some reason. Uh, I don't I mean, get look, it. Look, What's the, the problem the, with Chicago? Well, the thing is with the fire specifically, Baxter, is the stadium so far away. Yeah, you know, I mean, what, you know, what would be a hour and half, uh, hour and a half drive for me ends up becoming a two-hour drive, two-and-a-half-hour drive, depending on traffic, out to Bridgeview. Now, again, you got to look at this from a historical context in which Bridgeview was built at a time when there weren't many MLS stadiums. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it, was kinda, was, it was a beautiful thing right, when it first came right. out. And the thought was you build a stadium, people will come. It, it wasn't about a downtown location. And yeah. the city of Bridgeview played paid for that entire stadium. Well, who doesn't like that? Right. Everybody loves free things. So MLS has gotten more mature. The fans have gotten more mature. Mm-hmm. They want to be where things are happening. They want to be in downtown Chicago. And it's, it's just interesting looking at attendance, too. I mean, it's... And I know you're, you're an attendance junkie. You love, sure. you love attendance. The average MLS... Or MLS. NWSL attendance is 5,500 this season. Overall, across all the teams. Yeah. You know what? For a professional women's league, I'm going to say it. That's not too bad. No. But I don't it's think skewed so. by the number of... Of Port- Tickets sold for Portland, Orlando being an expansion team. Yep. Uh, you know, Seattle gets 44, 4,500 around there, if, I've, if mm-hmm. I'm correct. But that's because they play in a smaller stadium. So that's part and of that's it. And that's a fig- sellout for them right, as well. Right, right. But again, if, if that is a sellout and they don't have much more demand than that, it's a smart place to play for them. I'd agree. All right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we will take a look at some MLS news and offer our predictions, which are presented by Red Lion Pub. You are listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub. Back after this. 
Welcome back to Two Up Front. Well, Baxter, we're moving into that segment but we're going to be talking about MLS news. But first, I want to throw a, a couple of things out there. I want to share some personal news. Yeah, that I have, that's uh, right. You teased it. I teased it. Uh, but first, again, we we'll just want to thank our sponsors on the show. ShopFutsal.com being the call-in line, which we heard Catherine Reynolds on earlier in the show. And, of course, we are presented by Three Lions Pub, where across the pond is just across the street. And as you had said, this next, next segment here being brought to you by Red Lions Pub, who don't have to cross the pond to experience great British fare, experience, and fun. It's just across the street. So it's about getting across the street to those two pubs to feel like you're... You better get across the street is what I've kind of taken right, from a lot of right. these things here. It's like, what are we doing here in the studio? Let's go. But we've talked about on the show the great food that's at uh, Three <laughs> so Lines good. Pub and so Red good. Lines Pub. The fun experience. I mean, uh, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again because I love it so much. The fish and chips mm-hmm. at Three Lines Pub is People absolutely delicious. People will be like, delicious. well, that's just such a cop-out. But it's good. It's good. It's hard to be a cop-out when it's quality and it's yeah. good food, honestly. Absolutely. Well, and you're, you're in Wisconsin. You like a good fish fry don't we all right i love it even being from florida i mean I'm, i like the seafood that we have in florida as well too so all right let's look at some mls news and wait, some wait, wait, predictions. wait wait hold on what, hold on what, what, teasing what? out my uh, my big news oh, unless, unless you want me to hold off no, till the next no. segment if you want to talk about it now it's all, all you, right sir. so I had, I had teased that i had some big family news Woo! we're not having another kid oh dang it uh, it has nothing it's to do that's because my wife's pregnant you i get this one simon you, let me have this do. one you got this one okay Baxter. uh it has nothing to do with soccer okay also uh, my daughters and I have been cast in a professional show together. Oh. Uh, Laura Ingalls' Wilder Christmas. It's going to be at Acacia Theater in November. Yes, I know it's a Christmas show. Thank you. But uh, it'll, it'll happen in November. I'm going to be playing Pa. Pa. My, my, my youngest daughter, Bethany, is going to be playing the youngest sister in the show, which is fitting for her because she's also the youngest in our family. Makes sense. Playing Carrie. And my daughter, Grace is playing Laura Ingalls Wilder. So she herself, got the, lead the role. lady herself. My yes. goodness. So if, if my generation growing up, we had Little House on the Prairie that was based sure. on the Laura Ingalls Wilder books. This is uh, doesn't come from any of the books. It borrows from the books, but it's basically two years that Laura Ingalls did not write about. So hmm. it's a... Uh, Obviously, it's, it's it's a huge blessing that I get to be on stage in a professional capacity with yes. both my daughters. No, I think so. I think that's an absolutely beautiful thing because it doesn't get to happen very often. I mean, you live a busy life. Your daughters are both exceptionally talented at acting and soccer as well, too. So it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. all the time. But that's incredible, though. So and congratulations thank you. Thank to you. you. I'm very, very happy for you on that one. All right. Let's look at some stuff going on in MLS. Uh, folks obviously know that the MLS 24 under 24 uh, has has been officially revealed. Uh, The top five was just revealed. And I'm curious to get your thoughts about this, Simon, at least on the top five, because at least one of these top five players under 24 has been on the show before, which I think is cool. Uh, Number five, at least according to them, is Kikuta Mane from Vancouver. Number four is Kellen Acosta, who's been on the program before. Jordan Morris at number three, Jack Harrison at two, and Kyle Lahren at number one. I I give the league credit because... Morris has been such a poster boy for them, especially for the I was the expecting homegrown. him to be number one. Right. Honestly. So give the league credit that they actually have a Canadian and an Englishman as, uh, as their I wonder how to. much it pained them to do that. It's, right. It's, it's interesting, too, because you get a full sense of how good certain teams are, especially when it comes to youth. Eight, nine, and 11 are all FC Dallas players. Well, that's what FC Dallas is all about. Matt mm-hmm. Doyle had a uh, great article on this, and one of the guests on that article or in the comments section had asked him, you know... How come we only have one club that's really about youth development? And Matt Doyle gave a great answer. He said, look, this this league, like all leagues, is a copycat league, meaning teams will copycat whatever looks to be the winning formula. And if FC Dallas continues to 
develop these players and win championships, we're going to see more and more teams starting to do the same thing. So this this could be the turning point in which MLS really does become a great place for young American players to develop in these MLS academies. I agree. No, I completely agree with you on that one. As a, as a personal shout-out, it's great to see two Revolution players, Diego Fagundes and Juan Agadilo, get on the list. Uh, Lucas Milano for Portland, he came in at number 10 overall. That one surprises me. I was going to ask, he has I was not curious. Been perform- well, it's not that he's been not been performing well, but he was brought in basically to score goals. He wasn't brought in just to uh, to be on the field and, and make great passes, which he does do that, and I get why that may be why he's on here. But look, they paid $5 million for this guy, and maybe that's not the, uh, the, the lens I should be looking at this mm-hmm. through, but I am. When you see a club spend that much money for a player... And then that player doesn't produce like everybody's hoping he will. I mean, there's already there's talks, you know, from Timbers Army's fans about saying, "Can we get somebody else for this kind of money?" I, it, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what I think of Lucas Milano. He's one of those. He's a he's a, a you know a, a blaster buster whatever they whatever you call it kind of a thing boomer bust I guess some right, people call right. it. I mean he can be just on fire one game and then he can you'd be like wait is he on our team still for like right. five games? It's like you, you know, don't want that. My question for you is he's only had a few games that he's actually played and and obviously he's performed well in those games. But does Jack Harrison really belong at number two? I don't think so. I think if you're looking at, if this was a pure overall player just as a whole, like don't even look at how they're playing for a season, I think Jack Harrison deserves a top 10. Number two is very, very difficult. I think we're going to see the real Jack Harrison without Frank Lampard now because he was, when you have Frank Lampard, regardless of how old he is, handing you the ball, any player is going to look good. I don't care how old you are, how good or bad you are. So I'm curious to see what Jack Harrison does now without Frank Lampard. You almost wonder if the league is doing this to try to get the English national team to pay attention to Jack Harrison, and, and then they get to say, look, we've got somebody playing for English national this. team that's not David Beckham. We did this. We did a thing. It's very exciting. Uh, one other thing I want to talk to you about is Landon Donovan. He did a great interview yesterday on the Dan Patrick Show, and Dan Patrick asked Donovan what he would what he would do, basically, if the United States called him and said, hey, do you want to come back? And Donovan an- Donovan's answer, I thought, was, was very professionally said. If I b- believe that I truly could come back and make a difference, whether it's on the field or as a coach, then I would consider it. He's like, right now, he's like, I've played 20 minutes in the last two years. He's like, there's no way I would get a call up anytime soon. He's like, but if they called, he's like, I would at least answer the phone and listen to what they had to say. Well, I, he spent a lot of time with the national team. However, I think... For Dan Patrick to even ask that question, quite frankly, I think it's a little bit ridiculous because Donovan, as long as Klinsman is there, is not going to be called up to the U.S. national I would team. Be, I would be flabbergasted if he made it, honestly. I'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, I think it would be cool as a closet, you know, U.S. national team line and Donovan fan. I think that'd be great. But realistically, no, it's not going to. Well, part of it is, too, the team has shown that they can move on. I mean, they have moved on beyond Donovan now. Exactly. And that's what, not to loop this all together, but I will, that's really what makes me excited about Kellen Acosta at number four mm-hmm. on the 24 under 24 list. If there's one player that is so exciting for FC Dallas, for the league, that's an American, that's the player. I, I mean, agree. yes, Jordan Morris been doing well with Seattle, but Kellen Acosta, to me, all the way through is is a fantastic mm-hmm. player. I think we're going to see a lot of him on the national team in the coming years. I agree. No, I completely agree with you on that one. All right, it's time for our MLS predictions brought to you by Red Lion Pub. All right, starting off this week, it's NYCFC taking on Chicago, a game that NYCFC needs to win to keep in the Eastern Conference race. Chicago 
they're still technically in the playoff race in the East. This would be a big upset if they were to pull it. Uh, I think that these two teams are going to end up drawing at the end of the day, though. Yeah, I thought about choosing a draw as well, but I think we might see David Akam come out strong on the small NYCFC field. Mm-hmm. Uh, the midfield for NYCFC right now is going to be quite weak without Lampard in there, so I'm actually taking Chicago for a small upset on Interesting. this one. Interesting. I think that would be a fairly large upset if Chicago won. You think so? Even? I think so. Okay. Considering in the table, if you're looking purely table-wise, I think. Sure, that way, yes. 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 Uh, TFC playing host to the Philadelphia Union. Look, Philly, they started off the season exceptionally well. I think all of us can agree with that. And then post-All-Star break... I don't know what happened. I think they thought Alejandro Bedoya would be the answer. He's not. I got I to gotta give that one to you, Baxter. I, I was even saying I think he's going to fit in well with this team. You were right all along. He's, Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Eric Winolda has been giving him some rub, too. I love <laughs> watching their Twitter spats. It's so much fun. TFC is going to win this game. Josie Altidore is on fire. And the depth, Jordan Hamilton, other guys can't be stopped right now for TFC. No, and it's interesting. Uh, Blake is considered one of the best keepers. Obviously, he was called up to uh, the All-Star game. Not called up. Voted in for the All-Star game. And he looked fantastic at the All-Star game, but he's not been looking fantastic lately. I wonder how lately. long he has left in MLS from a talent standpoint. I wonder if there's... As far Euro- as being transferred. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah, if European right. clubs are sitting there going, hmm, if we had him, he might actually be good. Or, you know, or better than he actually is. Well, again, is. When, when he had decent players around him at the All-Star game, you saw his potential. Exactly. So, it's amazing uh, what I, having good players around you does for a player. Exactly. And I, I agree with you. It's uh, TFC on this one. All right. DC United playing host to Orlando City. Orlando still thinks they have an opportunity to make the playoffs, which I get it. Those last couple of teams in the MLS standings are all kind of fighting and clawing for it. But DC is the better team, aren't they? Yes, as long as they can keep their leads. that's That's been the struggle for D.C. Or it's the opposite, where they give up early goals and they're chasing the game. Yeah. So it could be a draw, but I am taking D.C. on this one. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with you on that one as well. D.C. wins. The Red Bulls playing host to Montreal. Uh, Montreal, they fall all the way to fifth in the Eastern Conference. The Red Bulls, they find themselves in second. Win would help the Red Bulls potentially take over first place. Montreal just needs some sort of positive something. It doesn't they, matter what it is. No, I think they would take a draw at this point. They, they just need they points. They would. Well, you know, they had a draw against Philadelphia on September 10th, but we see who Philly is. Nobody knows what's going on in Montreal. And no. th- this is one of those games I, I'm a little afraid it's going to haunt us, Baxter, but with the way Bradley Wright Phillips is playing, um, the struggle for the Red Bulls right now is the defense, but Montreal has not shown much of an offense either, so no. you, those cancel each other out. I'm taking the Red Bulls. Yep, I'm going to go with the Red Bulls as well, too. BWP is playing at a high, high level. Can't stop him. Vancouver hosting Colorado. Yes, the last time they played in in Vancouver, I mentioned this on the last show, it was a 2-0 win for the Whitecaps over Colorado's, and that was uh, Colorado's. That was Tim Howard's first game is what I was getting to. Uh, I'm taking taking Vancouver on this one. That's interesting. Okay, I'm going to call a draw on this one because I think Colorado is is a tough place... Well, I mean, I know it's Vancouver that's hosting the game. I know that I know that for a fact. But I think Colorado is just going to use their seniority a little bit more, and they're going to be able to to keep Vancouver at bay. I think Vancouver is going to score, but I think Colorado is going to also find a way to to sneak away with a point in this game. Well, fair enough. Houston playing host to Portland. Yeah, I actually I like. I like the way Portland's been playing. They've surprised a lot of people, obviously, with uh, getting their defense together so their offense can actually do something. Now, D's been very powerful as of late. Uh, Valeri as well. Uh, but Houston, they're at home. They they do okay at home. Um, they've actually they've only lost once in their last six games, uh, but I don't see them winning this. I'm going with a draw on this one, Baxter. How interesting. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to take Portland on this one. I think Houston 
is they, they realize that their season's done and over with. There's nothing that they can do. They've got 29 points. They'd have an absolute miracle to make the playoffs at this point, which I don't even think is physically possible at this point. They're not officially eliminated, but uh, I think Portland is just is the better team through and through, regardless of how good or bad Portland plays. I think they're going to still find a way to sneak a game, uh, a sneak a victory away. All right. Uh, RSL, FC Dallas, this is definitely the game to watch if you're a Western Conference uh, table watcher. RSL, they're, they look tired. They've looked a little gimpy the last couple of games. FC Dallas, they've looked strong. But it's at RSL. And I know RSL is a tough place to win in, obviously, but we saw Colorado do that last well, week. Well, I'm actually going to take a little issue with FC Dallas looking strong, Baxter. They did lose a Colorado. They only drew with NYCFC. Yeah. They haven't been looking that great on the road uh, this season. Last time they played at RSL, which was just uh, a month ago, they lost 1-0. And I think it's going to be around the same result, so I'm taking RSL on this one. Okay, I'm going to go with the draw on this one. I think these two teams are, are capable of producing high-flying action, but at the end of the day, it's going to be kind of a kind of a crappy game. And I think they're going to just be lucky to get out of there with a the draw. San Jose sporting Kansas City, another team that I think folks forget is SKC, is still capable of, of doing really well in the Western Conference. San Jose, we'd like to think of Via Stadiums a hard place to play, but it hasn't been, really. Sporting Kansas City, no matter who no matter who the teams are that come into Avaya, they've done a good job and been able to kind of hand San Jose kind of have their way really with them. Yeah, actually what you can say about Avaya Stadium is that it's it's the palace of the draw. Yeah. <laughs> San Jose has uh, several draws there. Uh, Sporting Kansas City though giving up goals, five goals in its last five game or last two games Baxter. That's huge. If if you throw in the third game, you know, you're looking at seven goals given up in three games. Um I don't see San Jose though being very powerful as well. Um, Sporting Kansas City, I think it's more of a flush, so I'm going with the draw on this one. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I've got SKC on this one, and then your games on Sunday. You've got LA and Seattle and Columbus and the Revs. I'll make this real quick. Seattle tends to have LA's number, so a little bit of an upset. I'm taking Seattle and then uh, Columbus against the Revs. Both these teams have been hot. They've been scoring yeah. a lot of goals. Uh, actually, I, I would favor Columbus more in this, so because of that, I'm picking a draw. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to go with uh, the opposites, basically, of what you picked. I've got LA winning this game. They've, they're dominant at home, and uh, the Revs are on that hot streak, and I think they're going to continue to see what they can do. Plus, Kai Kamara against his old team is always fun. Two toughest games for me to pick, by the way, were these last oh, two. I would agree. I completely agree. All right, we're going to go to a break. Our final break, when we come back, we'll wrap up the show. We've got our I Believe segment and some closing thoughts. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Stay tuned for more. It's Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub from the Attention Era Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon Provan, time for the final 
little bit of the show. We've had a great show so far for you today. Catherine Reynolds was on in our first segment from the Portland Thorns. And uh, we've just had some good discussion overall about the NASL, NWSL, MLS, anything with a cell or an ML or whatever. We've got a lot of, <laughs> I noticed a lot of similarities between a lot of these American leagues, Simon. What's that about? They're all American. That's true. Yay, America. <laughs> Woo! There's, there's my insightful thank uh, you for your for Thank you for your insight. I, I truly appreciate that. All right. Uh, final segment. Are you ready for it, Simon? I am ready. Okay. It is time for our I Believe segment where Simon and I offer something insightful or something outrageous or something truthful that we think will take place in the soccer world. Simon, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'd like you to go first today, Baxter. Okay, I will go first. I believe, put it on the record books, I believe that Boston will pull the upset and Seattle will win and it will be Seattle, Chicago, Washington, and Portland in the NWSL playoffs. All right. There you go. Mine is very similar to that. It's, a, it's oh, another okay. NWSL prediction. How can you not when it's a last great weekend, right? I am uh, going to go on a limb here and say that Washington will lose to the Chicago Ooh. Red Stars. Red Stars have only lost once this year. And granted, it was recently, but they've only lost once at home this year. They want to fight for that high playoffs, the higher playoff seed. So I see, I see Chicago beating Washington, and I do see Portland winning their game. Hmm. And Portland will end up being the support, well, not supporter shield, the commissioner shield. Commissioner is that what they shield? call it? But what we've heard from Chris Blakely, it's just a posted in a, on a, a yes, piece of paper. Yes, what, what they officially call it. Yes, I know. <laughs> so it's regular season shield. champion. I listen. I'm going to go on a limb here, and I believe that we will see Portland do the double in the NWSL. Oh, interesting. You can't have two I believes. No, it's it's my one I believe. Was it? Yeah, I thought you already did that. I thought you already I believed. Well, no, I said that I believe that Washington's going to lose and Portland's going to win. And then you, ah. then you started jumping in about the whole commissioner thing. Sure, so it was like I had sure. a dot, so dot, yeah, dot. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. And by win, I mean they're going to win it all. <laughs> ah. Yes. Gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you uh, next week. We've got some great guests coming on, as we've mentioned. Uh, we're going to talk to Coach Jim Gabarro of uh, the Washington Spirit. We'll have to see where his team is at uh, come that time uh, next season, or next week, I guess, who they'll be facing. We'll have a better a better idea about it at that point. Coach Rory of Chicago Red Stars will be joining us as well, among others as well. We do have, uh, we have confirmed as well, as you, as you mentioned, uh, Coach Giuliano of the Milwaukee Wave and uh, Coach Mark Litton as well will be joining us uh, from many different facets, not just, uh, not just, the, is, he, is he still with the Wave? I forget exactly where all, where all Mark is now. Uh, I know he's, he's been with the Wisconsin Sports Group. He's been the assistant over at UW-Milwaukee. Obviously, with the Milwaukee Torrent. I, it depends on the day, I think, Baxter, of, of who Lit- Litton is uh, attached to these days. Whoever signs the check. I but think we do is. know he's a great guy. You've had him on your other show, uh, What's the Score? Yeah. I've known him for a long time, played uh, indoor with him as well, when, when the guys let me step on the field. <laughs> uh, great guy. So I'm excited to have him on the show and part of our hometown spotlight. Exactly. So Mark will be here on Tuesday as well as Jim. Uh, Coach Oliviero and Coach Rory will be here with us on Thursday, and then uh, we'll probably sneak in Coach Mark Parsons, and we don't know who that fourth coach will be yet. We don't, but I can tell you this. If you haven't watched an NWSL game, please tune in. Most of the games are on YouTube, so very easy to find. You can watch them live, or you can watch them on demand as well through YouTube. Of course, Sunday at uh, 8.30 Central, the Houston Dash take on the Seattle Rain on Fox Sports 1. 
And then the playoffs start. Playoffs! Woo, playoffs. September 30th with Washington Spirit hosting the first. The following day uh, will be the Portland Thorns hosting whomever is there. Chicago, hmm. Western New York Flash, Seattle. We Nobody shall see. Nobody knows. Nobody knows yet who it will be. It will be an exciting time regardless of whoever it is. So a very special thanks to all of you for listening to today's show, of course. And a special shout out to my wife. i got to get the whole family in of here. Course. Baxter this Saturday. My wife and I will have been married for 16 years. Yay. Looking forward to a little bit of a getaway. It's a fantastic, immense, I'm an immensely blessed man. That's all I can say. Well, congratulations. Thank I'm very, you. Very excited for you on that one. Uh, a model to the rest of us, of course, as I'm only in year one and a half. So <laughs> There you go. Still plenty of time, of course. So special thanks, of course, to Catherine Reynolds for joining us from the Portland Thorns. And to all of you, of course, for joining us as well as you can every Tuesday and Thursday from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time live on Spreaker.com. And, of course, you can find the show on demand by going to our website and all kinds of great content as well, 2upfrontsoccer.com. We do have 2upfront t-shirts you can buy on there. Among other things, you can check out our guest list. And, of course, go and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Vavil USA, and the Sports Podcasting Network as well. Make sure you go to shopfutsal.com to check out some additional merchandise that we don't have on our website, as Baxter already talked about our yep. website. But you can also find us on Facebook, 2upfront, in that little search bar there. You'll find us. You can find us on Twitter at 2upfrontsoccer. You can also find our personal Twitters at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan. He is Simon Provan. I am Baxter Colburn. Thanks so much for joining us this week. With our manager being the one above, we are two up front. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. ba ba ba